When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baseball family, welcome back. We are excited, very, very excited to talk about this uh, topic. To talk about this, for whatever reason, that sounded weird in my head, but that doesn't take away from the fact that we are still very excited to be here and to talk to you about the Milwaukee Brewers, Mount Rushmore. Brad and I, for those of you that don't know, haven't watched any of our Mount Rushmore videos before, we have been moving through each franchise and determining who are the four names you cannot tell the franchise history without mentioning. You you can, you have to have these four people, um, mm-hmm. with, and without them, it doesn't work. So the, the couple of the rules of the game: Brad and I do not collaborate, we don't commiserate, and we don't corroborate anything between the two of us. We build our lists independently, and we very often overlap on at least one sometimes more than one and one time i think it's gonna be that's true i i honestly think (laughs) this one's gonna have like the majority of it overlap because uh i feel like a franchise like the brewers is i don't i don't know if transient is the right word but i don't feel like it's one Mm -hmm. of those places where guys stick around like we kind of had a problem with that with like the angels remember going back to that one be like man nobody spends more than like four years here except for like Tim Salmon, you know, <laughs> right? Mike Tim Trout. Salmon. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like this is a, this is one of those ones that's a lot like that. Like, I'll be honest with you, I was looking at Christian Yelich, but he's I was only, too. but he spent half his career there. Is all. Granted, it took no. off, but I don't think he spent enough time there to be part of the story of mm-hmm. the Brewers and had great enough years to be part of the yeah. story. So, hundred percent, it's, it's kind of one of those things with this franchise. But I did this. That's funny. I did the same thing, and I was getting that into the weeds, trying to figure out, you know, where the where the votes should go. Uh, anyway, baseball family, we want to know who you think the number four, number one, two, three, and four names are in franchise history, and you can do that by mentioning their names in the comments. Play along with us, and uh, mm-hmm. you can pause this and take a minute and see if you agree with us or not, <laughs> or go ahead and hand jam some. Um, some names on your on your napkin right now, but here's what we're gonna do. The team has operated under two different names throughout the the franchise's ownership. They were uh, an expansion team in 1969, 68, 69, 69. They were in Seattle. They were the Seattle Pilots. That lasted about as long as uh, a cup of coffee. That's what I was gonna say. I just couldn't find a way to word it just right. It was very <laughs> short. Which is uh, which is sad, but also brought the Milwaukee Brewers into existence. Now they and were paved the way for the Mariners. Exactly. That so don't get it confused. The Braves were in Milwaukee until like sixty four. I think it's sixty four, and then um, Milwaukee was without a franchise for a while uh, when the Braves moved to Atlanta. Seattle Pilots were formed in 69. They came into Milwaukee um, 
I think in, in 70. 70. Yeah. yeah they're only in Seattle year. for one year. Yeah. And Seattle um, really and you, holds on tight to the Yeah, Pirates, clearly. Because look at your Despite hat. <laughs> everything being in Milwaukee, holding on to the Pilots. And so my dad actually went to one of the Pilots games. Really? In Seattle. Yeah. And they, it was free bat day. And so they gave out full size wood bats. Yeah. And it stuck around our house long enough that I was able to use that bat playing neighborhood games with my friends. Oh, that's cool. A long time. It was around for a really, really long, time. long time. I like that. So technically, the franchise has been around for 55 seasons. They've been in Milwaukee under the name the Brewers for 54 seasons. And their record over that time is a 486 win-loss percentage. That's an official 4,215 wins to 4,461 losses. Playoff appearances are tallied at nine. That includes this season. They have won one pennant in that time. They have appeared in one World Series. That was 1982. They lost to the St. Louis Cardinals in what is considered the Suds Series due to the beer uh, rivalries between Anheuser-Busch, which owned the St. Louis Cardinals at the time, and then all the, obviously, Miller being from Milwaukee and other companies, um, other beer manufacturers in Milwaukee. So the Sud Series, 1982, they lost Cardinals. Winningest manager in Brewers franchise history is Craig Council. We've talked about that before, specifically dealing with his uh, departure from Milwaukee and across the pond of the Cubs, which is still fascinating to me. Um, Craig Council won 707 games as the manager and lost 625. That puts him at a 531 win-loss percentage. And that is the history so far of the Milwaukee Brewers as it appears on paper. Okay. Yeah. Let me get into the team name real quick, Brig. I feel Do like it's it. pretty self-explanatory, right, with the Brewers. But this is really yeah. interesting on teamnameorigin.com. It says teams had been using the Brewers nickname off and on since the late 1800s. This is a nod to the numerous breweries that had called Milwaukee home, like you talked about Miller and then Paps and Schlitz as well. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the Brewers started off in Seattle as the pilots. They were just there for one year before packing up and heading over on to Milwaukee. So, yeah. And go. I think the pilots comes from the fact that uh, Boeing is based in Seattle. I think that's where they, that comes from. Makes sense. Or the ship pilots. I don't know. I would think it's the Boeing Pilots, though. I would imagine. Based on so. the logo. All right, Brad, I want to see, um, why don't you kick it off? And I don't, this is in no particular order, baseball family. We're not ranking them or putting one in front of the other, any sort of importance here. Right. Just that these are the four names. So um, why don't, do you want to overlap really quick? Go ahead and go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out one of my favorite ba- baseball people ever. As okay. my number one. Um, okay. You can't talk about the Brewers without talking about Bob Euchre. Yeah. Right? Totally the best agree. personality in baseball, especially Ever. in radio, in sports radio. Um, I love one thing. One thing I particularly love about him is his self-deprecating humor about baseball, about not being a good baseball player, even though he made it to the big, so he had a been yeah. Good to some degree, right? Yeah, right. And one of his famous quotes is the best way to catch a curveball or the best way to catch a knuckleball is to let it stop rolling and pick it, and pick it up. 
I absolutely agree with him as a catcher that that is the absolute best way to pick up or to catch a knuckleball because it's really the only way you can do it. Um, But this is the thing. This is one of the reasons you have to have him on the Brewers Mount Rushmore because he has been the radio broadcaster with this team since 1971. Yeah. He made his debut in in Milwaukee with the Braves in 62. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's stuck around in Milwaukee. He's been with the Brewers at pretty almost the very beginning. He's still there. He's 89 years old. If you have not listened to Bob Uecker call a baseball game, hop on MLB, the MLB app, right? And yeah. I think you can get radio games, uh, games on radio for free. Yeah. And listen to a Brewers game, listen to a Bob Uecker broadcast because it's a good old time. It it's is not fun. And it's iconic. It's absolutely iconic. And the thing that's cool about Bob Uecker, he is also the first name on my list. Um, <laughs> He he played for the Milwaukee franchise when they or uh, they he played in Milwaukee when they were the Milwaukee Braves, I should right. say, in 62 and 63. So um he must just love it in Milwaukee, which is super cool. I think the cool thing about him well, he's from is, Milwaukee, is part of it. He's born in okay, Milwaukee. Okay, there it is. That's why I didn't take the time to look. I should have. Um <laughs> Everybody calls him Uke. So if you if you ever hear that, it's not ukulele, it's Bob Uecker. Um Bob Uecker, it, he has transcended the franchise. He has transcended baseball. He has his personality is so big and it's so fun that it's it's like when when he was the radio broadcaster in Major League in the film. Major I was League. just gonna say that, yeah. Like it, he was one of the best parts of the entire film for all sorts of reasons. And it was like when for, for the less avid baseball fan, uh, the analogy I will make is it's like when Bob Barker showed up in happy Gilmore, right? It's like, it's like that. It's like you, the, this, this became bigger than, it should have right than we thought well, and it, for a long time for a long time i thought he was the indians radio broadcaster because of major league for sure you totally know, harry doyle Here's and i didn't know though. i didn't know that he was actually bob Uecker. i thought he was his real name was harry doyle yeah for a long <laughs> yeah, time yeah. and then finally my right. mom was like it's bob Uecker. yeah come oh. on dude <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know either i also from mr belvedere <laughs> Did you know though that there are two statues of Bob Euchre outside Miller Park? As there should be. Two. <laughs> <laughs> like we're gonna talk about the people's names, the personalities that you cannot leave out of the conversation of the franchise history. And there are two statues of this man outside Miller Park. Forget about it. <laughs> if you're gonna have a number one on the Mount Rushmore, it feels like it's him. I would say because so. of that, I feel like. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, All right. Overlapped awesome. on one. Check. Check. <laughs> Go ahead with your next one, Brig. All right. I'm going to get back onto the field with this one. Okay. This guy is in the Hall of Fame. He has won a gold glove and two MVPs. He played in two different completely different positions inside the same franchise at shortstop and then in the outfield. He almost split time between them two. Can you believe that? Between Isn't that amazing? Team. Yeah. And his offensive numbers were better once he went into the outfield. It's 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 insane. 
He so we're talking about Robin Yount. I'm just going to quit teasing and tell you Robin Yount. <laughs> um, his number is retired by the franchise, and he played his entire career with Milwaukee Brewers. He is the only player in the entire franchise history to have played his entire career with the franchise and have his number retired. There are other guys with their numbers retired, but not all of them spent their entire career in Milwaukee. I think that's really an important detail. Mm -hmm. He is the only player in that category in franchise history. He was there for the 1982 World Series appearance. In that season, he hit 331, 210 hits, 400 or 400. 46 doubles. I can read my handwriting. I can read them. The He led the league in hits with 210. He led the league in doubles with 46. 29 home runs, 114 RBIs. Led the league in OPS with 957. Um, he is the franchise leader in games played, runs, hits, RBIs, and more. I, war. I uh, Yeah, and war. I got to give it to Robin Yount. Definitely. So this is the one thing that stuck out to me. He talked about how he played. So he started his career at shortstop and then he yeah. later transitioned to the outfield. And I was because I saw on the top of his baseball reference page, it says shortstop and center fielder. I was like, OK, so how uh, much center field did he actually play? He played yeah. a whole lot because he played 1,479 games at shortstop. And in the outfield, he played 1,218. So that's really like a season and a half yeah. difference between the two. And then he had time at the D at the DH position and he had 12 games at first base kind of toward the end of his career. Um, I guess there's one, a couple games in the middle, but I'm sure that happens. It just like given, given the dude some rest because I'm pretty sure his back hurt from carrying this team for all those years. The dude won two MVPs. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. In a, yeah. For a team that, made one world series appearance not only not just in his career but in in franchise history the fact that he was able to get two mvps about it out of it robin yount is a name that i have heard over the years and people talk all oh, robin yount but i never had actually taken the time to look up the magnitude of his career until we until i was prepping for this episode yeah and the dude was amazing like was yeah. a legitimate stud on this team. And I'm sure, and I'm sure the reason they kept him around is because they're like, we have to, we absolutely have to keep him around <laughs> to do everything. Well, and we not can. only, not only that, but so he spent his entire, what, 20 year career or whatever in yeah. Milwaukee because he was a full-time big leaguer at age 18. Yes. That's what I was going to say. He made his debut at 18, he's 18 <laughs> so he years old <laughs> and uh, 201 days. Yeah. He was 18. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And to be an immediate contributor, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I saw, looking down his stat sheet, because I didn't see when he had made his debut from the beginning. And I was like, oh, played 20 years with Milwaukee, thinking, okay, he probably wrapped it up at like 41. No, his last season was his age 37 season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, if you want a blueprint of how to do it, just do it that way. Like Whatever yeah. he did. That's yeah. probably the right way to go. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it so much. Yeah, I do too. All right, man. Okay. All right. You ready for our next overlap? It's going to yeah. be a short episode. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> <laughs> the next one I have is Paul Molitor. <laughs> because you have to. 
happens every um, time. I'm telling you. <laughs> so also in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> also in the Hall of Fame. So Paul Molitor spent of his 21 years in the big leagues. Another guy who debuted pretty young, though. I mean, he was 21 when he yeah. debuted. Um, right? 21. Yeah. Yep. Uh, of his 21 years in the big leagues, he spent 15 of them in Milwaukee. Yeah. You know, my me being the age that I am, I think of Paul Molitor, I think of Minnesota because he was in Minnesota 96, 97, 98 when yeah, I was yeah. waking up on Saturday mornings in the summer watching Sports Center for three hours and seeing Paul Molitor on Twins highlights. For sure. Right? And I had a whole raft of Paul Molitor baseball cards. I knew he played in Toronto. I knew he played in Milwaukee because I also had Paul Molitor baseball cards from those years. But most yeah. of what I had was in was in Minnesota. Right. And so that part for me though, I feel like that shows like how myopic my perspective of his career is and that mm -hmm. his best years really were in Milwaukee. And granted it was like his early to mid thirties where he kind of strung together. He strung together four all-star seasons. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he, he led the league in runs in 1982, 1987, 1991 all with Milwaukee he led the league with du in doubles in 1987 led the league in hits in 91 in Milwaukee triples in 91 in Milwaukee and a guy like that a guy who played Paul Molitor's style is never going to win an MVP but he was runner-up in rookie of the year he yeah. had two three top top 10 MVP finishes. One of those was a runner up with Toronto in 93, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and like you said, hall of famer. And he absolutely has to be, has to be a hall yeah. of famer because he put together such a steady career for so long. Yeah. Great steady career for so long that you, there's no way you couldn't put that dude in the hall of fame. So he led the American league back when the brewers were in the American league, he led yeah. the American league in five different categories, at least once, according to, some of the research and this is what kills me almost 2300 hits as a brewer in that 15 year time period and like 400 stolen bases in that time period because the the paul like, molitor we know is not a speed demon yeah you're right right and we're like <laughs> uh, looking at the data i was like oh, wow it's yeah. pretty awesome it is yeah oh man yeah never tell you i met him no. Yeah, I went for a journalism conference when I was in college, went to Minnesota. Yeah. And uh, went at university. it was held at the University of Minnesota. And part of it, since I was in the sports writing section, we got to go cover a Twins game at Target Field. And right. he was the manager at the time. And after the game, like we had press pass, so we could go wherever we wanted. And yeah. so after the game, we went down to the clubhouse, we went down into his office, talked to him and uh, Urban Santana. Oh, that's cool. Yeah after the game so it was pretty sweet it's awesome very very cool all right go okay. ahead next overlap brig i've got one left you've, you've got one left got it's probably gonna left. be the same guy i i i wonder <laughs> I, i'll be a little surprised if it is and i'll be a little surprised if it's not you know okay kind of right there in the middle so this is a guy that um worked at his dad's ford car dealership for a period of time and during his tenure at his dad's Ford dealership, Joe Tor he sold Joe Torrey his first car. Hmm. Makes sense. 
this guy, there would not be baseball in Milwaukee without Bud Selig. And before he was a commissioner of baseball, is that yours? (laughs) Before he was a commissioner of baseball, he owned the Milwaukee Brewers for about three lifetimes. And (laughs) he began, he, so in the research I did, he began advocating to bring an expansion team into Milwaukee before the Milwaukee Braves left for Atlanta. He knew it was coming because he was involved in the transactions. He had a partial ownership of the Milwaukee Braves at the time. And so because he was in on what was going on and kind of saw the writing on the wall, heard the conversations, he started campaigning and and raising funds. When they moved, he sold his shares and then it took him another handful of years, like four or five years to get the the capital together and during that time he coordinated with major league baseball to host exhibition games in milwaukee and do a number of different you know goodwill tour type uh promotional events and things like Mm -hmm. that uh to prove that milwaukee could continue to sustain a major league franchise and so after the pilots folded in seattle he said well there we go here's our chance and he he pulled them over and and there really, truly would not be baseball in Milwaukee without Bud Selig. Right, exactly right. Yeah, and that's really the thing, is that he's the he's the man who saved baseball in Milwaukee. And you can say what you want about his time as the commissioner, right? Well said, time. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there were there was some good, obviously some bad during that time. And uh and we've heard David Sampson talk about how Bud Selig was not what kind of machiavellian right as a <laughs> as a commissioner and rob manfred is not that way you know so there were things about bud Selig the way he ran things that may be a little bit questionable but the fact that he did he got it done he like you said baseball is in milwaukee and continues to be in milwaukee and thrives in milwaukee because yeah. he laid the foundation for it um, baseball um may have honestly been in a better place at the end of his tenure as commissioner than it is now. It kind of feels that way sometimes. There's a strong argument that even with the scandal of now, mm-hmm. now of which there have been two, right? They each have their own now, if we're talking about Manfred and Selig. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, we should talk about that in a different episode because I bet you a comparison left, right would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really would be. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so... Yeah, he's definitely a guy you have to have on the Mount Rushmore. Should we see what Chad GPT said about? Yeah, I really want to know. Okay, I've so been this waiting is something. This whole time. So this is something we decided we wanted to try to do uh, with these Mount Rushmore episodes. Now is that we we would give our thoughts and then we would ask Chad GPT see what the interwebs think about who belongs on the Mount Rushmore. So I said, please list the Mount Rushmore for the Milwaukee Brewers baseball team. I say please every time I use Chad GPT, just in case, break. Just yeah, in just in case. You never I know. Don't. I don't. <laughs> I maybe, maybe reconsider my you want to get on the you want to get on the right side of the robots break just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is who Chat GPT said. Said Robin Yount, a Hall of Famer who spent his entire career with the Brewers. Yount was a two-time MVP and an integral part of the team's history. Absolutely 100% agree with that. Paul Molitor, another Hall of Famer and a key player for the Brewers in the 1980s, contributing greatly to their success during that era. 
Commissioner Bud Selig. While not a player, Bud Selig played a crucial role in keeping baseball in Milwaukee and was instrumental in bringing the Brewers to the city in 1970. Later, he became the commissioner of Major League Baseball. Now, this is where we differ. You and I were four for four. However, ChatGPT, having no legitimate opinions or its own thoughts, (laughs) went with Ryan Braun. Oh, no. Despite some controversies, Braun remains one of the most significant players in recent Brewers history, having won awards and achieved notable milestones with the team. Now, that first part, Mm -hmm. despite some controversies, that's why Mm -hmm. I didn't put him on the Mount Rushmore. Same. And I think it's worth talking about that. Baseball family, just in case you didn't know, maybe you're new to the show, maybe you don't, you know, don't agree with this. I don't know. I don't have any idea. But we are all the way against the PED thing. <laughs> like, Big time. Yeah. I'm so sorry. But I well, just, the thing, I just and so this is this it. is the thing is that I've gotten to a point where I can somewhat like for like a team's Mount Rushmore, I could probably forgive the PED, right? If it if it was just that. But the fact that Ryan Ron not just lied about it, he ruined a man's career while lying about it. That he yep. he blamed the tester and the handler, said all these that he did all these things wrong and it was a false positive. And this is why, because of what this man did, had him got him fired, ruined his career, everything like that. And then as it turns out, he was positive. That was all a lie. He right. tested positive yeah. the entire time. And, but he got, but he got guys like, like Aaron Rodgers was like swearing on his career to defend Ryan Braun. I know, you know, all these people were coming out of the woodwork. Like, I don't, I know this guy. There's no way. Well, it turns out you don't know him at all. Right. We're not well enough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I I mean there's an argument for Ryan Braun and there's a number of arguments but as soon as right. it, I'm I'm like nope. Sorry man. Cuz I mean you look at you look at the the Brewers franchise page and he's what like number 3 in war yeah. all time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, behind Yount and Molitor, it's Ryan yeah. Braun. Yeah. And so I get the argument. I absolutely understand the argument because I think cuz he spent his whole career there as well. And yep. had a great career. We know why. See, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't go there. Can't let myself go there. Uh, I don't have any problem with anybody else going there, but you know, I'm not doing it. I can't. Right. Yeah. No. I draw a line somewhere, that's, and that's my why line. I didn't include him. Yeah. yeah same. Same. You could chat GPT for uh, sputting or uh, sparking some conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baseball family, what do you think, though? We want to know, do you think, despite the controversy, as ChatGPT said, that Ryan Braun actually does belong on the Milwaukee Brewers, Mount Rushmore? Is that a name? And this is where the argument, I think, gets more interesting semantically. Is that a name you cannot talk about the franchise without mentioning? It's an interesting question. Let us know what you think. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.